<laughs> they used this Taylor Swift song and they made a trailer of the movie. So, that's nothing really to do with the movie, but somebody made the trailer with this song. Oh, yeah, this is like fan. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at it, they. This uh, isn't bad, actually. They did a pretty good job. If you look, it says it was posted in like, like 2014 and it only has 16 views, so like, like four of those are me. So, really? Uh, I think this deserves more. Yeah, hopefully we get more views on this. So, if you uh, Google Taylor Swift Fault in Our Stars, be sure to watch the video by Reels Trailer. I think the song is really catchy. <laughs> yeah, it's about... It's about Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so... Anyway, cool. That, that was just a, her intro, everyone. Yeah. You, you, today you'll get... You'll get to learn how... to get the girl. Especially <laughs> if uh, you meet at a... Cancer Recovery Group. Yeah. And uh, we got the picture, right, Lydia? Let's look at this great. Oh, it's Quasimodo. We have fans on. Offensive on so many mm-hmm. levels. Yeah, Nisha Dam, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that. That's awful. Yeah, what a great uh, rendition of uh, Quasimodo. I think I think that might if I if I. If I was to play any uh, Disney Prince, I think it'd be Quasimodo. No, uh, I think that you would play probably like I feel like Prince Eric or something. I, I feel like you're more enough. of like a little mermaid. I'm not good enough to be looking like Prince Eric. No, yeah. but like he fell in love with a woman who couldn't speak. Oh, so that's my go-to. So <laughs> I'm and I don't have to listen. No, I think to you it. do like. I think you do like the woman. Like, I don't know. You you seem to be attracted to like very vivacious women. Or what does vivacious mean again? Just like full of life. They're oh, the what? center of the room. There. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well. And I don't know. Plus, you know, there is no prince anyway, so. Yeah. But, he does have a job. Yeah, he, he's also, it's an important addition, actually, because Quasimodo is deaf, so, you know, they they didn't really respect that part of the story in the cartoon. Yeah, he's I didn't but, know that. Because he rings the bell, it's really loud. He's, like, right next to them, yeah. ringing the bell. And then, um... That guy, Captain Phoebus, saves him. Then You're get, way more up. Well, I guess you have nieces. So. Then he gets with his girl. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I can't hate this guy because he saved my life. You know, it's like a, like part of Quasimodo probably thinks like, yeah, he should have let me fall. He should have let me die. Oh, no. Well, but yeah, I think you should be. Speaking Ariel. of dying, we watched oh, The Fault in Our Stars. I was going to say, I think you'd be a good Ariel because I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> there you go. Shut up, Martin. All right. All right. All right. Um, we watched The Fault in Our Stars. We did. Um, 
what is your experience with uh, John Green? I don't think I have as much experience as you. I think I've read all of his books. Yeah, see, I did read this one last year because I took it from a classroom, but I didn't. Uh, yeah. It's only what I read. So, yeah, you probably have more of an opinion than I do. Well, I liked his books when I was like a teenager. But now I'm more like, oh, that's kind of weird that there's this like 45 year old man, like all of the books he wrote is about teen girls. Yeah, I heard he has like graphic sex scenes in them or something like weird. I think there, yeah, there is like sex. I don't know. It's like weird looking back. It's not, I don't know if there's graphic. I didn't mean to say graphic. I, I think mean, it's just the it way. It is sexual in nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there are uh, teen girls. Yeah, right? he's. That makes it un- weird. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. He's very, uh, a lot of um, the characters are, the female characters are like manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Uh, not really but in this one. In this but. one, I would say it's manic Pixie dream, dream boy. Yeah, 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 I agree with He's that. Like, yeah, because uh, like yeah, so guys, like there's uh, the he does stuff. I think it's just intentional to be quirky, like having the fake cigarette all the time. Yeah, and he has that like book that's based off his favorite video game. Well, they do make video games. Do make books I know, that- but he has like a whole like you have to read this. Oh, like that, this I mean, is my like well, like she had her favorite book, so he was like Yeah, her favorite only, book was boring. This is the only book I own, so yeah. uh her yeah. I'm it was sure. Depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Well what was the call again? I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was a Imperial affliction. So it already sounds pretty terrible to read. And the big thing is, it's about like a person with cancer. The book ends mid sentence. We don't really think any book has actually ended that way. I think there's always been like somewhat of an ending. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you just don't like end like in the middle of a. Yeah. And her paragraph. whole thing is like she wants to find out what happened to like the other characters yeah. after the girl's death because she's really worried about she has no friends so she was like These yeah are it's, it's a real bummer yeah this, this book is by life and uh it sounds it sounds overrated it sounds like you read it you're like oh i don't get it you know? um but yeah i forgot laura dern was in this yeah she's yeah once again wonderful performance yeah, yeah we she all love. had a great performance the script gave her nothing she she's gave there. it everything she's a fun mom she's yeah a she's fun, a great mom she's, she's awesome a fun happy and, positive uh, mom what's his face the dad the dad's really hot yeah he was in true blood yeah yeah that's where we saw him yeah he's a hot dad cool dad when he meets guys he doesn't say oh yeah i'm mr lancaster he goes What's up? I'm Michael. Like, <laughs> damn, it's so cool. It's the first name basis. Yeah. Yeah. So he's pretty cool. You're he's, putting him in as your cool guy category. He's pretty, yeah, that's a cool guy thing to do. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. Steve. Some substitute did that. I was like, I'm Mr. Phillips guy. So, <laughs> you know, get it straight. It's like, you kids will respect me. Yeah, I'm, uh, no, Martin. <laughs> yeah, that's my. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Only my friends call me Martin. Yeah, I just don't want to meet Martin. Right? 
Because <laughs> he is crazy. Yeah, he's not ready for school. All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, these two people, uh, Hazel and Gus, meet in, like, the cancer support group because they both had cancer. I know uh, Gus is, like, he lost, lost a leg, he has a prosthetic leg. He's like in remission, I guess, kind of. Yeah, I think he's been in remission for a while. Yeah, a couple years. And I guess Hazel's not really in remission. She's still, it's still. She's, yeah, actively sick. Yeah, it's still going on. So, yeah, he's kind of like um, trying to, you know, have, he has more of a going back to doing his regular routine and more of a, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like we said, he is kind of like a manic pixie boy. I just think after a while, he get annoying. Like at first, I'm sure you would, you know, find him charming, fall for him. But that thing, over excessively, you'd probably be like, oh, God, Gus, that's calm yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, he's supposed, the way he's described in the book, like, um, I don't know. I don't think that. It was. I don't think this movie was cast great. But I heard the same thing about Hazel. That Hazel yeah. was really looked like. Uh, no. Yeah, shaking or whatever. Yeah, sh- they don't really look how they're described. Yeah. Um, I think he's slightly better, a better fit than she is. Yeah. Well. Um. Okay. Yeah, I just don't really care for her. I'm surprised she. I've always been surprised she blew up the way she did. Yeah, after you said that, I guess I realized uh, she was terrible. And her like doesn't have much range, you know. She's kind of like the same emotion. Yeah, I think I think her career is um, shocking. Yeah, she doesn't have much range. The characters are pretty basic from what I had seen from her. So you know, it makes uh, it makes sense. She did it, Aaron Rodgers, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so they meet and uh, they hit it off, right? They're reading each other's books. Now they're yeah. I never really understood why he like went for her. Uh, you know, yeah, they don't really explain it. You just like right when they go in the group, you said, uh, yeah, like I think it's, yeah, he just like likes or, her immediately. Like yeah. it's very obvious, like why she would be attracted to him because he's like very charming and yeah, cool and all of that, but I, she's not really giving him anything. Yeah, so she is kind of boring and, and depressing. Yeah, I do think it's interesting though. Um, it's, I think it's, I mean, I think it's, um, I mean, he's there obviously to support his friend, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would think it'd be pretty depressing for him to be at that group. I imagine he would be extremely traumatized by all of his like health issues, yeah, so uh, uh, and not really want to be around it. But yeah, well, yeah, I guess his friend wasn't there. He'd uh, not be there. But. Yeah, it's funny. I consider this John Green's worst book, and it's the one that got made into a movie. It's, I guess Looking for Alaska is a TV show. Yeah. Or it was a miniseries. They did uh, They did Paper Towns. They did? Yeah. Is it out? Yeah, it's been out. Yeah, it started, you know, the black guy in this movie, he's the main guy. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the, the Turtles movie is coming out this year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so actually, yeah. It was the first one, though. The turtles. Or, no, this oh, one. Okay. 
Yeah, actually, Bamber Downs has been out for a while. But when? Like, what's it on? Like, I don't think it's on anything, oh. but it came out like a few That's years ago. Why I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. I don't think it did well. I think it performed pretty uh, poorly compared to the Fall and Outer Stars. So. Yeah, I think that. Um, well. You mentioned me, Earl, and the dying girl. Oh, yeah. It's simpler. Kind of. Yeah, I think that's a lot better. I think we both agreed that was a lot better than this. Yeah. But uh, she was kind of a manic pixie dream girl, though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But it just, it was just more, I she had more personality. Yeah, she made those cool book carvings and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that guy was, a, he made films with his, with Earl. Yeah. Um... Uh, anyway, okay, so they're hanging out, and then talking uh, about the Make a Wish, which Hayes because the author thing Hazel has to know this before she does. So uh, again, the Make a Wish, but guess what? Gus hasn't used his Make a Wish, so they found out the author Peter Van Houten or whatever mm-hmm. lives in Amsterdam, so he makes a wish. And he uses his wish for Hazel. Although Amsterdam is probably a cool place to visit regardless, but they use his wish and they go to Amsterdam to meet this author to get the answers of what happened. Well, book. she had, he had like emailed That's, ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just was, yeah, yeah. So, so they well, had seeing, emailed and they, yeah. and um, she had, Hazel had, um, he had received a response and then yeah. Hazel emailed and they received a response that said to stop by if they're ever in Amsterdam yeah. and that's what spurred the whole thing yeah, but yeah. it turned out that that wasn't really him it was his assistant yeah yeah so it wasn't just like let's go to Amsterdam and see what happens they did plan it out to meet the author ahead of time so yeah but then uh, author played by William Defoe William well, yeah it's, a, yeah, a great author, a great actor. Uh, he turns out to be kind of a uh, dickhead. He's really, uh, he's like trolling them the whole time. You know, so give them the answer. He's, he's like, nothing happens. It's a fucking book, which is a good point. But he is kind of a, uh, yeah, d- dickhead. Yeah, this and, movie has a lot of big names in it. Yeah. Uh, I think they all deserve more. Probably. And um, yeah, so it's all his assistant. His assistant is the strongest person in this movie. And she has to deal with this guy uh, being a jerk to everyone. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And um, Mike Berbiglia is, has like a. He's the camp, you know, he's yeah. the youth pastor, which they didn't focus a lot on, on him at first. They show you his like, backstory where he's living now, but they don't do that with any other character. It's weird they choose to do that. You think they, because that was at the beginning, you think they would do that with other characters. Like, you know, but. For... Yeah. Yeah, I thought. Um... Yeah, I do think it's kind of interesting that they don't go really, um, you don't find out anything else about anyone. Yeah, it's just, it's like they start off like, hey, this is going to be kind of quirky, but then they backpedal and it's just a regular sad love story. Yeah. Like, yeah, they try it because there's like a formula where it's like they fall in love and someone gets sick and then they die 
And at first you think they're not going to do that. Then yeah. they switch back to it. Because that could have been an interesting story of like all these kids with cancer who are forced to go to the support group, like run by this insane guy. But that's kind of a different story. Yeah, the kid, the kid showed uh, the uh, um, friend who uh, goes blind from cancer. The kid showed more of his backstory and more yeah. of his interactions with the girl who dumped him. And then he gets violently upset. It was actually kind of concerning how because Gus was like, yeah, break all my trophies. And he really gets into it. It's like, man, this guy doesn't yeah. work this out, man. Uh, yeah, that um, yeah, that w- that went down a little bit differently in the book. Or he does into Well, the way, um, like, the way they talk about the girlfriend, like, right. leaving him before yeah. he loses his sight. Um, I mean, that in the book. Once okay. I just like remember okay. it. Okay, I guess I get yeah. I'd run it. I guess I just don't remember it. Um, clearly, yeah. Um, the way they talk, it's like a little bit different, and they're kind of like, they're like, yeah, that's like awful. She like left you, and he was like, yeah. She said like she couldn't handle it, and they're like, yeah, like maybe she couldn't. It's kind of a lot uh, for like someone like has cancer. Well, they're like it's a lot like. Uh, to like watch someone you care about dying. like like be really sick and go through it like yeah. she probably can't handle it like we're like we're really more young. real with them in the book. yeah yeah they're more um yeah they're well they're more I, sympathetic to her and they're like yeah that's horrible i think but. well it seems like hazel hazel because she's more of a realist in the movie at least she's more like i'm gonna die like she had a be straight up with her mom and stuff. She's she's more of a pessimist in this movie. Yeah, I can't really. Rem- I think in the book she goes into remission at the end. Okay, in the in the movie it's up in the air, you know. You know? Yeah, yeah, but okay. They're in Amsterdam. The guy's a jerk, so they leave very unhappy. The logical conclusion to cheer them up is to take them to the Anne Frank house. Yeah, which I'm sure is an attraction in Amsterdam. It is an attraction. Yeah, I'm sure but... a lot of people go, but like, I don't know, like timing, you know? I rather go to like, you you already took me to one nice restaurant, let's go to another restaurant. Let's, yeah. let's get some ice cream or something. And like, I mean, yeah, they're like... Things are really lax in Amsterdam. You can I, experience a lot of things even also, as a teenager. Yeah, no, they're like cancer patients. Also, so they need the marijuana, right? It's kind well, of, he like. Well, I guess he his cancer is back, and he hasn't told her yet. Yeah. But, so, uh, spoiler, everyone. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the Anne Frank house part is also like weird because it's like there. It's like a museum, you know. Sometimes. They have like uh, voiceovers. Yeah, in the voiceover is weird. You hear Anne Frank talking about her experience, how to be like overcome. And uh, there's no elevators in the Anne Frank house, which makes sense uh, because there were definitely no elevators when she was there. Uh, so then she has uh, Hazel, who, uh, if you don't know, she carries like an oxygen tank with her also. 
Jess like climb up all these stairs. Yeah, so she's like climbing up the stairs, hauling this. Yeah, they're like, hauling this oxygen. She, she wears like a backpack sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, she, she's like a. But those things like are a, heavy. Yeah, I was gonna say she's like a mountain climber or something. Yeah, yeah it was a bit on her back. I climb up there, and it's a lot for her. But she keeps going. He keeps hearing everything voice motivating her it's a weird illusion which i don't think needed to be made i don't know why we're bringing Anne frank into yeah that was just really weird and, on not a good choice and like nobody not even gus was like okay well let's take a break right now like, you know i have to go all the way to the top right yeah then we get to the top and you're like oh fuck i gotta come down now <laughs> that's those are the worst hikes we have to like you go all the way to the destination, and it's not a loop. You just have to walk all yeah. the way back. The whole time, I'm just like the assistant or whatever needs to have better judgment. I'm like, this girl could not keep going. She's like gonna collapse. Yeah. Like <laughs> even Gus could have said I mean, you know. Yeah, but he he's like a kid in this situation. Okay. So well, I guess yeah, she was like the chaperone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying, if she took some breaks, maybe she could have made it. Yeah, I think that in reality, her mom probably would have come with them. Yeah, I think her mom would be way more upset to see her keep going up the ladder. Yeah, her mom wouldn't have let her. But shut it down, yeah. But then they get to the top, right? They get to the top, the top floor, where Anne Frank and her family hid uh, from the Nazis and... Uh, yeah, I guess she feels so, you know, inspired by herself. She yeah. looks at Gus, and they, like, kiss right there. And then yeah, that was weird. all the tourists see them, and they're, like, oh, they're, like, really touched because they've witnessed this sick person go through, like, you know, almost kill themselves. And they, the whole tour group starts applauding. They're, like, they're applauding. Yeah. Also, that, like, doesn't really happen. <laughs> yeah, in the book. No, I mean, oh, like, in, people, real, in real life, yeah, no one's gonna like, give get, a get shit. out of the way. Yeah, like, no one's gonna get also, yeah, but it's also, yeah, and it's like, hey, think where we're at right now. And what would Anne Frank really think? Right? Like, have you read her diary? Yeah, I had to, like, in school when I was a kid. I never read it. We watched the movie, but I never actually read it. It's know. honestly, they make kids read it a little, like, young. Yeah, I'm sure. And she writes a fair amount of like sex stuff. Well, was she like twelve or something? She's like third, twelve or thirteen. Uh, well, you know, coming of age books. There's a really good satire piece that cir- like circled around on the internet like seven years ago, and it was like uh. Like from the ghost of Anne Frank being like, guys, stop reading my diary. It was really funny. Thanks a lot, Dad, for publishing this. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure when she wrote it, she didn't think anybody was gonna read this. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. That's why I don't ever publish my diary. Okay, when I die. <laughs> don't can, worry. Okay. I don't want that to get okay, out there. Thank you. I'd be canceled. <laughs> for, the, for the sake of yeah. your family. I don't yeah. want that out my there. My loved ones, okay, they couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't handle no, the truth. Yeah, uh, it'd, be, it'd be shocking. You'd <laughs> um, be a stain upon the family. Yeah, it'd be. One time I told a teacher to suck my balls. 
uh, which I, yeah, I tried on teachers took my father's class. Yeah, it's a whole long story. But my mom yelled at me. She was like, the worst thing you did was bring embarrassment <laughs> on this family. <laughs> and I was like, That's really funny. And also parents are so dramatic sometimes. Yeah, it's was, like, okay. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Now I guess I don't anymore. I guess. How old were you when you did that? I was like 16. Yeah. I mean, that's like, just like, <laughs> just ground me. I don't have to listen to this. Well, it was a whole other thing. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Going on. Why did you tell the teacher to suck your balls? Well, it was like, I didn't want to do this assignment. <laughs> It was actually, I wrote it down though. I didn't even say, that's the, that's the bigger, Oh like, yeah, it was written down. Yeah, it's like. That's the bigger place we thought. Like, like, I passed like a note. I was like, yeah, the teacher has sucked my balls. And then the person left the note in the, in the classroom and it was found. Did she, did the teacher like call your parents? Uh, like the school did, yeah. <laughs> that's like, doesn't that happen like every day? Like. That seems excessive to call home. Oh, I, I wrote a lot in that letter. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's multiple. There's a lot of good jokes that are, probably were not well perceived in that letter. Oh, okay, so it's a letter. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, yeah. You just keep talking. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a manifesto. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing. But, you know, it's cool. Uh, call your mom, Mrs. Phillips. We've found your son's manifesto. Yeah. I'm to... My mom said she read it. She was like, "I almost threw up," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, oh, it was that good, oh, cool." Uh, but that's so funny. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I got in trouble for that. And then I did this other thing. I used, <laughs> I used to have like a like a fake band. We had a fake band website, and I checked on it using the teacher's laptop. Oh. And they gave me, I for the sucking balls thing at that thing, I had social probation for like two months. What's social probation? I can't go to any after school activities or anything. Aw, that's kind of lame. Yeah, so I was a bad boy guy. Did you ever have to go to in school suspension? I did. I had a, for the sucking balls thing, I, I had to do that once. Yeah. You had a day of ISS? Was, no, it was just like a period. I went there. Instead of English, I went, we call it a ATS or something. I forgot. But it was ISS and OSS. OSS was the bad one. Yeah, there's the bad one. There's like ones to have like stay after school for and so. Yeah. Yeah, I was only there for one period. So it wasn't that bad, really. It was kind of boring. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Did you go? I never got detention or, um, like, yeah, I never got detention in high school. I got it, like, once in middle school. Yeah. Middle school is, like, I didn't easier like, to get. I was pretty good at middle school. Until- yeah, middle school is, like, if you were um, late or yeah. something. Well, I've said this before. I had the accommodation where I could be late. Yeah, so. yeah. But... I used I was one time it's the same year. <laughs> Six year old Martin was wild guys. Uh, I was uh, I was allowed to be late, so then I started this like experiment like how late can I be? So every day I would push it a little bit more <laughs> and more. Then I was like fifteen minutes late. And my teacher was pretty mad, so I was like okay. 
I gotta stop the experiment now. I think how I, late were you like allowed to be? I think it was. I think it was supposed to be like two or thirty minutes. I don't think it was supposed to be fifteen. Oh. But I'm really good at like I used to be really good at this thing called abusing your privilege <laughs> to just take advantage yeah, sounds of, your, like it. of your situation and um yeah anyway i you know i was i was going through a lot you know i had to i had to go through <laughs> yeah that. it really sounds like it i had to go through that bumpy road you know so now like i'm all right yeah model citizen <laughs> yeah way better Anyway, so yeah, after and I got it's like, hey, my cancer's back. They did the uh, MRI, and my whole body lit up. And it's not good when your body lights up. That means tumors. So he's dying. He is dying, and just uh, you know. Oh, and then after he sets out, he was like, "Oh, is it weird?" If we make out right now, and it's like, "Yo, he made out in Anne Frank's house." So I don't think any. But it's gonna be weird to make out in anymore. I think you if uh you've had the highest the number one if number one place weird to make out <laughs> and brings out, you know. Yeah, I uh I felt bad that he told her after they had sex, but also I'm glad that they uh, went for it. So that, yeah, that's an interesting question. Like when, because when is the right time? Yeah, because I, I don't think, you, I don't know if you want to tell her if you're gonna have sex. Because then no. it's a, yeah, right. That's a good. That didn't set the mood, or it's like it's gonna be yeah. like a sympathy fuck or something, and then it's like okay, we did it. Well, cool. I got that out the way. Uh, yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Um, yeah, you go back and he gets pretty sick. He's in the hospital a lot. Yeah, this happens within like a week. Yeah, they, they, he gets sick. He's dying. Um, and then, yeah, if, if, whatever they're like uh, in the hospital, neither of them are like, neither of their parents allow them to like go their room to see them i think they would have made an exception I just, yeah i don't understand why they're so against it right it's like you know if this is like an important person like your yeah life. also like isn't she like a patient at this hospital i guess they, I'm, I'm assuming they probably go to the same hospital yeah, yeah i'm assuming it's the this, same hospital they're in the same unit they both you know get the yeah yeah I mean, I guess he's in the ICU, so if you're in the ICU, it's yeah, harder. But yeah, I think they, I think they would have made. I don't know why their parents are against it, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're dying, I do think that they, uh, they'll wheel you out somewhere so you can see people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, before it goes, dies. uh, It's interesting because yeah, like he did his mock funeral. And she read her eulogy, but then uh, at the actual funeral, she like changes her eulogy because his parents are there. But I didn't think her eulogy was that bad to begin with. I, don't, I think she could have just said what she said. Yeah, I the, think it probably would have been fine. Yeah, I don't know why. They're, like, I don't know. They, they, I think they, she wanted them to have something that was just between them. 
Oh, how cute. (laughs) Really ick. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Then, at the funeral, guess who we'd been talking to since he came back? The author. And he shows up at the funeral. Yeah. I never really understood why he was so mean to the kids in the first place. (laughs) Never. He was like, it's about it. It's based on his own daughter's dad. So yeah, daughter. I just don't believe that he would have been able to look these kids in the face and be yeah. like mean to mean That's to true. them like it this. Is, yeah, I think he'd be more sympathetic. I think yeah, it's his I daughter just, died. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it his, is weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, his yeah. I never really understood why he was acting that way. I just like didn't believe he would be able to look those kids in the face and be like that. And the fact that his assistant was communicating with them like yeah. i on his like i didn't understand why she did that well i don't know it's what I'm trying to, if you're like his extremely attractive assistant yeah well, i was like this is a problem yeah i'm sure i guess uh it's like oh shit um but i don't know famous people have assistants i don't know maybe he seemed like it seemed like he didn't do much it seemed like he just drank and showed out all day. Yeah, I just didn't understand her motivation, what she was oh, trying. Remember, she was like, oh, I thought you would change him. I thought he'd see the face of these children and he changed. Yeah, I just don't understand why she thought that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like, she worked with him, you think? Uh, yeah, like, you know. why yeah. didn't she? Yeah. But uh, we found out that. Uh, Guys, and I guess, I don't know, with Peter's help, probably not. Uh, did Peter help with this, or was this all guys? I the think end? he helped with it. Yeah. She got her eulogy. She sat, and she, uh, he's, that's the last thing he wrote, and that's how she reads it. Looking up at the stars, like the fault in our stars. And they're like, she's like, okay. Because that's their word. They go, okay. Because her friend had like a lame word. With his girlfriend, and then they follow them, and then they become the yeah, cyclical. Yeah, well, because um, guys, guys, and hey, it's all wrote each other's eulogies. Uh, me and Jay thought it'd be fun if we wrote each other's. Martin <laughs> thought it would be fun. <laughs> yeah, so whoever wants to go first. <laughs> You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. This is my eulogy for you, Martin. Okay. Okay. When I think of Martin Phillips, I think I still can't believe he was allowed to work with children. For many people, being a teacher is a huge part of their identity. For Martin, it was the smallest part, especially considering his boss often could not locate him. (laughs) But that was old Marty Fresh. He never played by the rules. Martin was known throughout his life for his insane schemes, love of Ariana Grande, and deeply felt crushes. Martin was always committed to his crazy ideas, whether it was leaving a letter for another teacher he had a crush on, or reading a book he hated to attract the attention of another lady friend. I think we're all sensing a pattern. Martin was a free spirit, a nonstop partier, an ideas man. He never missed an opportunity to cheer his friends on and was a force to be reckoned with in the comedy community. His comedy was so funny at times, so ridiculous, he was an impossible act to follow and attracted the attention of the nationally known podcast Kill Tony, which he appeared on at clubs across the country. 
Martin was a one-of-a-kind guy who always made the most of his time, even at the expense of everyone around him. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yours is really more sincere than I think what I wrote. Uh, but, oh, okay. Well, here's what Yours I... going to be, like, really mean. Uh, 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 it says, uh, we are gathered here today to honor Genevieve Quistel. I would say pay respect, but why start now? Genevieve A. Quistel. I called her Jean but it never caught on. But unlike her, we still have time to make it happen. <laughs> the A stands for auspicious. Oh, sorry, I read that incorrectly. I mean atrocious. <laughs> we all call her Jenny. Um, if you would have told me I would be speaking at Jenny's funeral, I would have said, no, wait, our pack was, I was going to die first. <laughs> But Jenny was the type of person who played by her own rules. To clarify, Jenny did not commit suicide. Uh, she died of natural causes at the veteran age of 25. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, Jenny was not actually 25. That was just the age she told everyone. But now she can live for her other dream, being forever young. Uh, Jenny died the way she lived on her back. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, she could be lazy and like to stay in her bed. So it's almost rewarding she now gets to have an eternal rest. Um, <laughs> Jenny was never famous, never married, and born her own children. <laughs> so as a woman, she had no real value in society. <laughs> In many ways, she was like Vincent van Gogh. Not the unappreciated artist part, the having signs of psychosis part. <laughs> it took 100 years for van Gogh's work to be respected. So come back a century from now, and I'm sure we'll be saying classic, classic Jenny bits that will totally still be relevant. Um, I only knew Jenny for the last two years of her life which were the worst two of mine. Uh, <laughs> that's mostly because of the pandemic, not Jenny. However, it is suspicious they both came into my life at the same time. Perhaps she was the real virus, or at least an omen. Uh, we did a lot of things together. A podcast no one listened to, comedy no one listened to, and Christ around the How long thing. is this? I can't think of ideas. <laughs> and Christ for help to all listen to. I will not call her my partner in crime because all the crimes she did, I was never associated with. <laughs> and all the crimes I have done have yet to be proven in the court of law. But yes, the arson and burglary, involuntary manslaughter, kidnapping, insurance fraud, conspiracy, grand theft auto, possession of firearm, and attempt to fill up 18 which show were all serious offenses. But let's not focus on the negatives, though. Uh, Jenny was a good person. Just ask her reply, guys. <laughs> uh, I nominated her to be canonized by the Catholic Church, which they have declared as blasphemous. <laughs> I guess you can commit too many sins 
Shetty's passion was volunteering for the less fortunate. Okay, not really, but it sounds good. And no one's that checking this. I consider myself less fortunate. I always appreciated her. I will, go, I will go on and tell you more about her, but as Jenny would say, I don't need her life story. This ceremony has been difficult to get through because no one mourns the wicked. <laughs> if you came here already drunk, you knew what was expected. Uh, so here's to the lobotomous, uh, uh, repudiating, humorous, Wealthy person we all know. Very close now. Maybe it was kind of long. Well, <laughs> that was longer than half a page. I, I just got have big enough ideas. Um, well, that was something. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, sorry if it was too much. <laughs> you're, no. you're as more sincere. I was just... Uh, you, said, you said a eulogy. So. Yeah. Well, that was something. Yeah, I'm not good at reading and speaking at the same time, so... <laughs> no, I think it was the words you wrote that oh, were... Oh, that's... Oh, okay. So it wasn't I think me. the reading and speaking was oh, fine. Okay, okay. It's just <laughs> what I said in general. Well, yeah. I thought it was good. So get ready. When you die, I'm not changing it. So. I will uh, make sure that you do not have a speaking role. <laughs> well, it's not going to be an open mic. I can't... All right, so, any, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, if you're, you've got to uh, uh, summarize this in a minute. Yeah, I can do the summary. Okay, I got the timer. Will you hold it up for me? Yeah, once I start it. All right. Go. Okay, that's an hour. <laughs> what? No. Okay. Gonna be in minute now. Okay, minute, minute, minute. Okay, two kids, one with cancer, one who is in remission from cancer, meet at a support group. Uh, He's a manic pixie dream boy and he falls, they start to fall in love. Um, but oh no, they, as they're getting to know each other, uh, her one wish before she dies is to meet the author who wrote her favorite book. And can you hold it? Uh, Wait, where'd it go? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Me, the author of her favorite book. And he's in Amsterdam. So the other kid uses his make-a-wish so they can go. But, oh, no, uh, his cancer comes back. And so he ends up being the one that dies. And it's really sad. And she does his eulogy at his funeral and then stares at the sky and is at peace knowing that she had the chance to love him. Oh, two seconds left. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Hey, our outro music. Uh, this song, he, uh, he samples the song in the movie. You sort of played it. Multi. You for it. Multi. Oh, no. That's why I think Big Crit is a Fall in our stars fan. For all Crit fans out there, you know what's up. The fishing has been in the movie. I like the song better. 
Anyway, that's it, guys. We did it. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Have a good week, Ron Bros. Yeah, see you next time. Most don't survive rep. Cause being poor wasn't easy and we survived that. Too many times I left home and had to drive back. Cause deals fell through.